On today's episode, Dave interviews actor Nick Armstrong. Nick has appeared on The Office, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Parks and Recreation, and is the founder and camp director of Improv Utopia. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. Because I was doing Weight Watchers, I still do, and one of the things, like, to be in control, because when you go to Trader Joe's and you go, it's just Trader Joe's, how bad could it be? And then I would eat an entire one of those pizzas, because they're, they're A, they're delicious, and they're really good, and I like them. Sure. So it has all the three ingredients that I need. They're delicious, they're really good, and I like them. <laughs> Or the burritos, and you go, they're burritos. But you have the two big burritos in it, you know, just because it yeah, comes in. I do those. Oh, fuck, they're so good. The orange chicken gets me. Have you ever done that? Yes. The orange chicken's really good. In the good. bag? And, yeah, and in the, the thing, freezer bag, right? Yeah, in the freezer yeah. bag. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Trader but it smokes up your entire house, just to let you know. And like, But the thing about Trader Joe's is you think it's health food. That's what <laughs> like, it's exactly You think it's healthy, and it's you're exactly just like, about, right. you're like, no, it's really not. And I really had to, I had to stop shopping at Trader Joe's. <laughs> I stopped shopping at Trader Joe's. And this is my feeling about Trader Joe's. Every three minutes, somebody says something good about Trader Joe's. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Like somebody, every someone's, three minutes. Someone's always talking about Trader Joe's. Someone is always talking about Trader Joe's. <laughs> and they're always talking about, I think they're talking about, and if anybody says anything bad about Trader Joe's, it's usually more of the fact that they haven't figured out checkout. Okay, yeah. Or parking. Or parking, <laughs> right. Which I usually don't have to worry about because I walk there usually. Where but. do you live? I live in Studio City, so the Trader Joe's is literally right down the hill from me. Is that on Ventura? Yeah. Yeah. It's a horrible, horrible nightmare of a place to park. But Living I in L.A., <laughs> Amy Seeley, who's a, a, a teacher and a great artist, yeah. Amy Amy said, I, when I was the artistic director of Second City, she, I would sit in on her first class or, 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 and she would say, listen, here, this is a fact. We live in L.A. and parking's a problem. Driving's a problem. Yep. And parking's a problem. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Deal with it. I Just agree. deal with it. Deal with it. And... When I think of L.A. parking, uh, driving, I, I, I don't, I don't. I just, don't, you go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, wait, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Northern California. I'm from you're, Sacramento. You're from Sacramento. Yeah. Um, I like Old Town Sacramento. Oh, Do you ever go there? All the time. Because I was wondering if you, if it, it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, that's the place, because there's not a lot in Sacramento. No. So when I do go up there with, like, guests, we'll do an improv something up there. Right. Or it's like, well, what's there to do? Huh? Let's go to old Sacramento and I I'll show you. I love trains, and they got the train The, the train, train museum. museum. Oh. Is it really good? Oh, it's awesome. I love it's, trains. I mean, have you been? I I was there at night, and yeah. I was picking up my girlfriend who was uh-huh. flying into Sacramento, which the airport there is really good. It's crazy good. And and they got that sculpture of the, the all the luggage. The suitcases the and suitcases luggage, yeah. Ta- That's great. Anybody, you got to Google this thing. You know, just well, check it out. Yeah, it's, just the, such a it's, great... it's it's a crazy. They just refurbished the whole thing like yeah. a few years back, and it's just LAX is, is a the fucking pit hole. Of <laughs> I think pits. I think that goes along like you know LAX, you right. know it's shitty. Right, <laughs> it's the same thing. San Jose is a great airport. Never been to San Jose. Oh my god, what a great airport! <laughs> and uh, San Francisco is awesome. Yeah, I like uh, San Francisco. I did this year. I went and I splurged. I should not have. I got to stop being online <laughs> um, and uh, I bought a what was I thinking I bought a uh, a membership to the Admirals Club for American Airlines oh so you get to go into the little yeah, I get food to go into bar the place. Area, the place yeah, yeah. 
And it's a game changer. It is. Oh, it's a game changer. I have uh, my. I kind of mooch off my best friend who uh -huh. who flies. He's a chemical engineer, and he's gone to like every continent, pretty much except Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And like I, so like he lets me use his status to get into these places. Sometimes. Sweet, and it's a game changer. It's like you're like, oh, we walk in like champagne or something. Like free, a, free, yeah, free. A, a wine, <laughs> free, free cocktails, free. Yeah. Um, it's not free, but it's for you, it's free. For me, it's $350 for a year. And I was going, and you know what it also makes you do? Get, them, get on American Airlines. Because yeah. you don't want to go, because you don't want, you know, it's, you don't want to go to Virgin if you can go to, and it's like, ah, oh, it's going to be another $40 on American, but I'll go, then I can go get free food and hang out. And it's free. Oh my gosh. It's food. It's free. I have a funny story. I was in Berlin, like, years ago, and my buddy came out with me, and we went to... He had this uh, club thing, so we go in and he invites me and his uh, German friend in. And I guess you can only have two people come, or him and a guest come in, but he's like, oh, I'll just come in, that'll be okay. So we get in there and we're like, I'm just like stuffing brownies down or like <laughs> mushrooms or whatever crazy things in there, like drinking Jack and Cokes and like, you know, me, it's like free, I gotta get as much as I can. And, um, you know, like like putting it in my pockets, bread and shit. Like, and, um, and this lady comes up, like this big, tall, blonde German. She goes, excuse me, do you have, who is this extra person? And I'm just like, I felt like I was in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when, like, they come and get the ticket. And we're just like, I don't, um, uh, I just, uh, ask Trevor, that's my friend. because like, oh, I just thought, one of no, you can only have two people in the room. Like, it just, like, screaming at us in German. Like, it's just, like, it was crazy. Oh, no, no, was no, no, like, no, no, no. And finally, we're like, okay, okay, just, like, and here I am, like, loaded with stuff. Like, let's just get out. I, I probably felt like I was walking out there with bread, like, falling out of my pockets. <laughs> we did get kicked out of the uh, Berlin uh, airports. Uh, it's a United you, Airlines. Whatever theirs is called, like the, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, diamond, yeah. Uh, Black Diamond Club. Right, right. So right. I don't know what it is. I love free shit. I fucking love it. <laughs> I do um, too. I, but I had an uncle. I have an uncle. I'm talking about my uncle Mort a couple times here. My uncle Mort would get free stuff all the time. So when he got, he went off a little. He went off. You can't go off a little bit. He went off not too long ago. And we had to get rid of all the shit in his house in Beverlywood. And he had, I swear to God, Nick, he had baskets of pens and geegaws and 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 rudads and keychains and hullabaloos and oh, um, uh, and, and and flashlights and and clickers and and uh, fingernail files that had logos on them and we got rid of thousands of things thousands and and I look I go, and, and when you have a hoarder in your life you go uh, no. No, thank God you're in my life. Because I can look at you and go, I don't want to be you. Like a lot of the stuff that you see here is his stuff and I'm in the process you're, of getting rid of it. Okay, wow. I, my, my, I, maybe it's like a thing of that generation. My grandfather was the same way. He, he would save coins and separate them or like uh, even like tools, like nails and like whatever it is. And, yeah. and we're still getting rid of this stuff. Right. So I grew up on a farm and in the farmhouse, the, the, uh, and back in the 50s during the Cold War and all that stuff, what they had done is they bought buckets of wheat and all that stuff. So you'd go into this farm and there was just, it was just filled with supplies and things because of a nuclear explosion. and right. kept it. All the way until the day he died. Like, just kept, didn't know. He had built something underneath the thing to do. A did, bunker? A bunker, but 
horribly, I, I didn't want to have the heart to tell him, like, that bunker wouldn't have done anything because you just lift a door and get in it. Like, you're going to burn and incinerate, like, and die of radiation poisoning. So, but, like, you know, and, yeah, but, like, he, uh, he, you know, it's crazy, like, just the stuff that he would save, just so much. I, I feel like I, growing, growing up, uh, we can't help but have the craziness that our parents have, and we can't help but look at that. And I think a, ma- a major part of the discussions that we always have here is looking at looking at our lives and going, that's your life is your life, and my life is my life. And I just had a conversation with our my friend uh, Chris Cahill, who's a, you know she's a clairvoyant and a, and, a, and a counselor in a way. But it's the idea of you could easily get as paranoid as he could, especially when you live on a farm. Right? Yeah. A little community like that. You know what I mean? And yet you decide not to. You say that's crazy talk. Yeah. 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 I, I, my folks, you know, and money issues too. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that. My folks never taught me about money. My, we were always poor, so Mm -hmm. I didn't really... (laughs) Like my dad, you know. Did you have a farm? You lived on a farm. Uh, yeah, in the summers I did, not all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, a summer I would go to my grandparents' farm and mm-hmm. stay there and, and mm-hmm. do that. But during the regular time going to school, I'd be with my parents, and we were we didn't have a lot of money. My dad worked for the when my dad started working for the Air Force. Then we finally had a little bit of money. He worked for the Air Force, but he wasn't of the Air Force. He was a civilian. Yeah. He's a civilian yeah. in the Air Force. Uh huh. So he worked for the Air Force for. I think 25, 30 years. What air, that. What, air, what air base? I'm a McClellan Air Force Base. Uh-huh. It's closed now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, that's up in Northern California, uh-huh. in the Sacramento area. But right. yeah, so he would build planes. He sometimes worked on top secret missions. That was pretty cool. He, he built planes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Does he fly? No, he doesn't. He hates to fly. Uh-huh. Isn't that hilarious? That yeah, is. He hates it because he goes, this is what he says. He goes, and this scares me because I fly all the time. He goes, Nick, I built those things. I'm not going to fly on one of them. I was like, damn it, don't tell me that. My dad's an electrician. <laughs> so my dad's an electrician. Yeah. So it's certainly my dad going, well, you know what? Uh, I'm, it's candles for me. I know how electricity works. It's just candles for me from well, this point forward. Dave, my dad is kind of a conspiracy theorist, too. Uh-huh. So he does. they don't have the internet. Mm-hmm. Because he believes that if he has the internet, the government will get all of his information. It's like, Dad, you worked for the government. They have your information. They know right. everything about you. Right. He's like, I don't know. They can turn on the computer and they can see what I'm doing in my house. Like, he's just pretty much, you know, all about that. So it's really frustrating going home and not having any sort of internet access for like the week I go home of the, the year. It's crazy. It's, it is, I can't do it. I can't do it. I think we had the dis- discussion at I.O. <laughs> about like how we were like, we just don't know what to do. Well, you devices. are, but you're really, you, you are really savvy in promoting. You're very savvy in promoting, aren't you? I, yeah. Don't you think? I, I would think. I'd hope so. Well, the fact that, that I, I think about um, Improv Utopia, the camp, that, um, you couldn't do what you did if you didn't know how to do what it is that social networking and all that stuff because you rely on that sure. pretty much it's, a lot. It's heavily reliable because right. it's free. Right. It doesn't cost anything. Right. And that's what everybody's doing. And so. it's also, but you know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, you know, for me, I, I'm having you, I, I, I'm really glad that you're here. And one of the things that, that, because everybody, the people that sit in that chair, and it's a nice chair, by the way. It's I just, nice. I had it totally I was, redone. I like this chair totally a lot. Redone. I do like um, this I'm chair. I'm really happy with it. A guy, there's a guy in the Hollywood Hills. He's, you know, crazy guy. He's like, rah, rah, rah. And he used to work on pianos, but now he just works on chairs. Um, he worked on that chair. Thank God for Yelp. Oh, nice. So <laughs> the reason that I have people sit in that chair is 
Uh, ben and I were talking, Ben, I was a sound engineer. Ben and I were talking about the podcast and we're talking about the journey that we took to get to the place that you're at. And the place that you're at right now, it's also this. You help so many people bring joy to their life. Do you know that? <laughs> you know that, right? Yes, I do now. I think because I just camp, said it? No, I think through the camp, people have, I've seen that happen. And right. I, that, I didn't... I didn't know what to expect coming out of that. I, you know, I grew up as a Boy Scout, uh -huh. but I also loved. Were you an Eagle Scout? I was an Eagle Scout. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I grew up in that kind of adventurous type thing, and I loved improv. So mm -hmm. to me, it's like I never wanted to grow up really. So I was like, oh, let's just do this summer camp, and we'll come up with this thing, and we'll bring all our because impro improvisers are a rare breed of people. I mean, they say yes to everything and they love everything, mm -hmm. and they're really freaking nice people. They really are. And, they, and, and those people that yeah. aren't nice people, I go, why the fuck are you not being nice? And they, they get they get pushed away pretty sometimes fast. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. You're right. You're right. And sometimes they run schools and shit like that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about anybody that, no, I, you know, I mean, sometimes yeah. they go, I think, how did you get to a point where people are coming to you? <laughs> <laughs> and and you don't have like brown shirts and swastikas on. It's like you know, like how do you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 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 strange how that happens. And but that's a very small percentage of the people. And but camp has taught me, I think, how much more love I didn't know that there was in this community. And like how much it's all over the country, not just in Chicago, New York, and L.A., that it's, you know, most of our campers don't come from those cities no. anymore. They're no. coming from Phoenix. They're coming from... Detroit. Detroit, Utah, right. everywhere. It's right. crazy. Right. And that, to me, is just... That, to me, makes me happy. Um, and brings I'm, me joy. I'm going to the Detroit Improv Fest because of people that I met I when too. I went to camp. We're going to oh, see each other there. That's right. That's right. We're going. That's great. Like, all the people that are going... You know who's going? Like is um uh, what group are you going as a group or I'm going I, I I'm gonna try but right now I've just been invited to come out I did their All Star show last year you did played with some of their uh, main players it was fun but, so um, TJ and Dave are gonna be there yep um Carrie and I are gonna be there mm -hmm. Desiree's gonna be there three one three's gonna be yep. there and you look at that and you go what what's going what <laughs> what and Carrie said there better not be a plane crash. Um, oh, no, yeah. don't say that. Yeah. Like, it better not be a plane crash. Because, like, oh. Um, My dad would be told you so. Right, exactly. But you wouldn't. he wouldn't be able to tweet it. No, he wouldn't be he wouldn't, able, it would no. just be in his like, house. how would he do that? Nope, how would how, he do it? How do you get information out? Nope. How do you do that? How do you do it? Um, but I look at all those people and, and the inspiration that comes out of the inspiration that comes out of the inspiration that comes out of the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, and it spreads, like, you know, like, you know, I, I, I remember talking to you with Dassey in the bar about this, but like, you know, it used to be that, you know, Chicago, New York, and then LA, and, and, and now I go to Cedar City, Utah for a festival, which right. is in, where is that? You know, like, I mean, it, I can drive there, I can't fly there, mm -hmm. I can fly to, but like, and they're the best freaking group ever, and they're yeah. Good. Right. They're really good. Right. They're not like crappy. Like, no. They're uh, they can come out here and be a team and be dynamite. Right. Like, and, and I the feel Trader like with Joe's, Detroit, the equivalent of the Trader Joe's pizza. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Is, but they're they're really good. But and and you go, how did you get good? Yeah. Who did who got you good? Yeah. 
who got you good and it's like and and they seek out but there's another thing they seek out other festivals and they learn from you mm-hmm. you've been doing and they learn from Craig mm-hmm. and and these people they invite out now right. and 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 that's where they get their training they don't necessarily have to go to these bigger institutions anymore it's a different game it's a game the the game in 10 more years from now is going to be totally different even from now clearly yeah and i i've done skype Teaching. Yes, I have too. Isn't that with, weird? Um, uh, with, who did you do it with? Kansas City guys. Yeah, the Kansas City yeah. guys. Yeah, those guys are great. They're great. Yeah, and 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 they're adorable. And they I, are. if you said to me, um, pick them out in the lineup, I'm like, I can't. They're very <laughs> tiny on my screen. They're really but tiny. I, they're really tiny. Yep. Um, but uh, but it's unbelievable the connections that we have. And I think about. Um, I think about the, and I've talked about this before, the shoulders that we're standing on now mm-hmm. and the shoulders that I'm standing on and the people that I look at and the people that, that I've worked with, you're Michael Gellman and Del Close and, and, and Martin DeMott and, um, uh, uh, and, and watching people like Jane Morris. There weren't a lot of female, and it's ironic that Viola started it all, but most of the people that I worked with were men. Mm-hmm. Um, but all these shoulders that I'm on and the words that come out of my mouth and I go, oh, that's a Martin DeMott thing to say or that's um, a Don DePolo thing to say or that, you know, I'm so inspired by these people. Yeah. Yeah. And so when someone's a douchebag, I think it shocks me. <laughs> it is weird. And it's so off. It's even extra off-putting when you're in an improv environment and you see a douchebag. You're like, oh, I feel really dirty. Like, I feel like, Whoa, who, what do you, it's like a cancer all of a sudden just came into the room. Right, and this is right, really right. weird. Right, who farted? Yeah, like who, who farted that? in my Claim nose? Claim it. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird and, and it gets in the way of the flow. And yeah. so what ends up happening for me, what ends up happening is I avoid that situation. Yeah. Gotten better at is to say no. I'm not going to engage with you. No, I'm not going to engage with you. Whatever that is. Yeah. And sometimes I don't have a choice. Sure. But for the most part, if you hire me and bring me into your place, we're going to connect. Yeah. But it's not about the money thing. It's yeah. more about the philosophy that you have. Yep. And don't try to fucking impress me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm, I, I've been doing it, maybe teaching actively for five years now. Uh-huh. And now just starting to do the workshop circuit of like the last two years. But maybe. you are all over the place. Yeah. Well, and that's partially because of camp. I, you know, we get 30 to 40 theaters there per year. And then it's just, you know, and you've met, I mean, you were at camp last yeah, year. Yeah, you yeah, met yeah, all yeah. these different theaters. And, and it's just, it's crazy. And, I, and I've learned a lot. I've learned, you know, Craig's has been a, a huge mentor of mine over the years. When I, I was fortunate enough to Craig be, Kikowski. yeah, Craig Kikowski, uh, uh-huh. uh, coached by him for two and a half years after I graduated, we did the JTS Brown, uh-huh, right. uh, which was the first form I learned, by uh-huh. the way, over like the Herald. That's and, like, crazy. It's crazy. So you can do that form. Yeah, if you can do that, you can, but <laughs> right. I thought that was a great starting point because mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't just confined on a stage or whatever. Yes. It opened my mind to a lot of things. Yes. And and he really kind of took me under his wing and taught me how to coach and teach and stuff like that too. And I kind of shadowed him a lot and, and really took his philosophy and then made it my own kind of thing. You well, know? that's what ends up happening yeah. is that you, that these things speak to you on a certain, mm-hmm. these things speak to you on a level. Um, not a certain level. They speak to you on a level. And that level that they speak to you on, you go, I'm going to grab onto that. I'm not going to grab onto that. I'm going to gravitate toward that. I'm not going to gravitate mm-hmm. toward that. But what I have to do is expose myself to all those things in order for me to say, that works for me and that doesn't work for me. Yep. But when we don't open ourselves up towards those changes, that's when that's that, that's when I think we get stale or yep. something like that. Yeah, no, it, 
And you can feel it, like, uh, you know, like making the decision to leave teams and join new teams is definitely like, I've always come from the philosophy is like, if I'm not being challenged, then what am I still doing this for? You right. know, it's time to move on. It's time. Right. And that's what improv should be, right? Like, it should be always a growing thing, right? Absolutely. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean no. from your perspective, you've been doing this so many years. How do you challenge yourself? Let me ask you that question. Well, for me, I'm, I'm, I, the, the challenge that I have is always the idea of being present. That's the yeah. challenge. Because I don't have any expectations. I have no agenda sure. of any kind. And what I get to do, because I realize that the moment that I'm in requires me to give it the attention. And so when the moment that I'm in requires me to give it the attention, anything else that I bring in, aside from that, removes me from paying attention to the moment. Does that make sense? Yes, it so does. So I don't have a plan. Sure. Uh, I just got off the phone with somebody, in, and I'm going to be... Uh, keynote speaking at a um, at a, at a, a mental health fundraiser in in uh, Washington State, mm-hmm. and someone is paying me a lot of money to come up there, and they're putting me up in a really nice place, and they're flying me out sure. and all that stuff, and I'm taking. Um, I got American Airlines, which is now Alaska Airlines, so I want to know if I can use their Admirals Club. Sure. And I was told that I was. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm going up there and. When, when I'm working with people, because I just got a, a text saying, we didn't get your information, we got it, we got it, what's, what's happening, what's happening? And I go, everything's fine. You're hiring me, we're gonna talk about it, and it's gonna be good. And, but people need to be in control. Yes. And so for me, my feeling was, I'm not gonna get their anxiety on me, because again, how do we work, how do I work? I work, the moment is the moment that we're in the moment. Yep, yeah. And that's a great way. I mean, that's a you know, that's a very actor thing too, like not just an improviser thing, but being in that moment. And I, I definitely, I think I've learned that over the years of being in, when I was a younger improviser to I guess I'm a medium where I am now. It's like being in the moment is the only place to be. It's, it's like your nerve endings are out. It's like, well, affect me and like you know, touch me now, and I'm going to react just to that. You know, like touch me now, I'm going to react yeah, just to that. That's yeah. great. So that's kind of, you know, I feel like being on King 10, you have to be that way with those guys. Those guys are crazy awesome, and they've been doing it for, you know, longer than me, and I learned so much from those guys. Yeah. 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 And, and you're dealing with a bunch of actors that are really paying attention to you, really listening yeah. to you, really yeah. connecting to you. And they're actors, you. too, which right. I think is a, a big difference sometimes. I really know my feeling about yeah. it is, you know, yeah. I feel, I mean, my whole thing is that are, you know, if you, once you start calling yourself an actor, your improvisation becomes so much better mm-hmm. and not better. Once you become an act, once you, once you realize that you're an actor, your improvisation becomes so much more present mm-hmm. and you become more connected to your emotional content. Yep. And then you're not worried about story. You're yeah. more focused on this moment that we have. will create the story that we'll talk about later. This yeah. moment that we have will create the story that we'll talk about later. We can can't talk about the story now because we're in the middle of the fucking story. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and to work with each other on that on that level, and to know I'm watching you and you're watching me, and we're creating this goddamn thing right now. Yep, yep. And when we're done with it, we'll go. We did that, right? Yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah, and leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of actors who don't want to be improvisers because they don't see improv as acting. Yeah. And so they, they're they fearful of it. Yes, I agree with that. There's a lot of my friends that do that and give me that same line. But we, we being the community, doesn't yeah. we don't do ourselves any favor by having shitty fucking improv time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you wear a t-shirt in a show. No. Right. Yeah. 
That's a major thing. Yeah. You know I what was, I mean? I was just at auditions this week, and this guy was wearing shorts, and that's all I could freaking look at. Right. I was like, you're auditioning for a show. You don't have to wear a three-piece freaking suit. No, don't. But then don't do that, because right. we don't think you're, you, or you're a hipster or something. Right. But like... But, like, don't wear shorts. Like, don't cargo sh- shorts. No. Wait, first of all, you don't need that many pockets. Second, nobody. Uh, nobody. Nobody. Not in L.A. No. And second of all, like, not to an audition. Like, no. It, is, it, it kills me. But I don't it think that. I, I really believe that nobody is telling improvisers no. that. No. And when and, and I watch a show. I, I did a show the other day. And, I, and everybody's wearing a fucking T-shirt. Yeah. That says shit on it. Yeah. I'm like, don't. Don't. And you know why I don't? Because I'm paying to watch you. Yeah. And, and you know why I don't? Even if I'm not paying to watch you, I drove over here and I fucking paid for parking. Yeah. And even if I didn't drive over here and pay for parking, yeah. I am sitting in the audience and I'm watching you. Yeah. I don't need to see your affliction t-shirt. No. <laughs> no. Or your juicy t-shirt. Or your juicy, the back of back of your oh juicy. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> and, 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 when, and again, are you present to what it is that you're doing? Yeah. And you know what? Here's another thing. When I, I fucking love getting dressed up. Mm-hmm. I love being on stage and knowing I am going to do a show. And Carrie and I wear... When we do Rosowski and Clifford, we, I wear the same... I, I, oh, there are a pair of shoes that I will only wear with Carrie. Yeah. And we wore shoes, black shirt, black pants, black shirt. And one day I wore a brown pants and she really lost her mind. Wow, really? And she was right. Because that wasn't part of the uniform. Oh. That's not the, not the costume. Wow. But we're aware of what we wear. Yeah. And, I, and I also believe that if you are present to the quality that you're wearing, the work become, takes on a different quality. Mm-hmm. It's true. But we got to talk about it. What I'm saying, I'm not, you well, and I didn't no, talk no, about I know, but, but you, you, you think about that. You think you're you're right. There's got to be a certain level, and I know they've tried to do like dress code things at IO and things, like, but they just go away because nobody cares. Like you know, uh, and and you even see it on Herald shows. There's people that just wear t-shirts and, and fuck that. And if especially for your house nights, maybe right. yeah, right, definitely. Well, my my background is Second City, yeah, and oh. I promised myself that I would never. I I, I thought. Whatever job I have, I'm not going to wear a fucking suit. That yes, much I know. For sure. And then I got into Second City, and you only wore suits. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. You wore suits. Yeah, yeah. We're still wearing suits. They're still wearing suits. Suits, dude. I know. Suits. I know. <laughs> In a show. Suits. In an improv show. Yeah. Suits. Suits. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. And, and, and why? Well, that, that's just the way that we've been doing things. But you know what else? Why? Tickets are expensive. It's a, when people go there, they it's not just tickets are expensive. You walk into Second City. Mm-hmm. You walk into Second City, Chicago. Sure. And you know right away, you might as well be at the Smithsonian Institute. Mm-hmm. Institution? Smithsonian Institute. 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 Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right now, somebody's going, Institution! God, yeah. holding on. Um, so you, it, it's sort of like that feeling where you go, oh, this is sacred ground in a way. And I'm not saying sacred in a way that you can't talk, but the idea of look at all the fucking people that came out of that space. And so when you are sitting in the audience watching me, if I'm wearing a t-shirt that says whatever, yeah, I think it's disappointing. It is disappointing. 
uh, you know, yeah, sure, you got your friends there, but the average Joe off the street's going to come in there and go like, what is, you know, what is this? Like, well, they're not taking this seriously. Why should I take this that seriously? That is it right there. That's it right there. But yeah. so much improvisation is about that. It is. And, and we think that, but I think that it's also up to us. And one of the things that I love about the, uh, the camp um, in, in Provitopia is the quality of teacher that you have there. Yes. Now, when I say quality, I don't necessarily mean good or bad. I mean there is a quality yeah. And the quality is, there's a gravitas to the teachers that are there. Uh-huh. You have Tellerico coming this year? Yeah, Tellerico. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you've, you've had uh, Kakowski come yeah. often. Yeah. And last year, that's where I met um, uh, uh, O'Connor and Kouris, you know, those guys. Oh, yeah. You know? Annie and Levin. And yeah, Annie and Levin. That's yeah. where I met those guys. And yeah. that's where, you know, and... and, and uh, We've had Shuley and Susan Messing. Yeah, and, right. Know. Like, all those people. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Yeah, well, and, and, and it's kind of in, in my own way. It's kind of like... Well, I get to run this camp. Who are the people I want to be around? Right. Like, I want to have you right. because I've never had you. And right. this is my chance to be around you for an entire weekend and get to know you. And this, you know, Craig is my mentor. I want to give these guys what I got from him. Like, and they can't come to I.O. and do that. They, they just get to come for this one weekend and get that for the entire. So it's like, it's, in fact, I get to hire my heroes to give back to what I got. So, like, and if you think about it, and this is, so say, the Scout, the Eagle Scout Oath, it's, it's always like, give back more than you've been given. It's given. interesting, yeah. So that's that's kind of where I go. One of the things that I was thinking about when I was talking, when I was, yeah. uh, when I was uh, thinking about you coming here, is the notion of service, and you are in service of 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 all the people that have sat in that chair. You are so much in service, and what I mean by that is, you are offering, you are, you're. I'm going to say this word and I don't mean it. You are sacrificing. There's a sacrifice that we make when we do service, but it's not a sacrifice uh-huh. in terms of time and in terms of focus. And what you're doing is you're a facilitator and you're a mentor and you're showing people an openness and, and, and a selflessness. And in that selflessness, what comes out of that selflessness is me to be around you is a feeling of there's a calmness to it. Because I don't feel like you're being judged. I think you're here to help me. Help me. Uh-huh. You're here to help me help me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. And, um, you know, like, I, again, it all comes back from my, like, love of improv. If I wouldn't have found this, I don't know where the hell I would have been. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's something that's helped me so much mm-hmm. that, like... Uh, I want to show that to the world. Like, right. can you believe that there's this community of great people and that they're awesome and mm-hmm. that everybody should be like this? Like, <laughs> everybody could be. You, like you this. know, and you could. Yeah. Like, right. can I inter- Can I help show that? Like, right. of, like that's. I don't know how I can do that. Maybe on a small scale, but like, you know, we're building another thing that's called the National Improv Network, mm-hmm. and it's a site where we're getting all the improvisers on. And they can connect to everybody in the country now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. we're doing that. That's and what you're like, talking about the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh-huh, about. And uh-huh. you can submit to festivals, right? And, and all that. It's like it's you know. So it's and we just launched it, and like it's exciting to me to see that. Like, what's the website? It's called the Nash, uh, National Improv Network uh-huh. And so like so you'll set up a profile, 
mm-hmm. and Dave Rosowski. And then you'll set up your team. Uh, Rosowski oh, I saw, I saw online. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. It's, it, 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 when did you start? When did you start it? It just started. That's like why it looks a bit. It looks, it's a little new. It, it, it looks new. The it's, beta. New. It's, yeah, it's beta. beta. Yeah. It looks beta. Yeah. It looks beta. And, and, and I'm so glad you told me that because yeah. I looked at it and I thought, it, it, it has a feeling of, and I say that because I know it's beta, sure. it has a feeling of, is it 1994? Yeah. Like, it has that look to it. Yeah, we haven't done a lot of front-end work yeah. to it yet. Yeah, it's a lot but of I totally end. appreciate it. Okay, yeah. but keep going. So like, and I don't, I'm not saying that in a bad no, 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 way. No, 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 you got it out there, man. Well, we don't have any money. So right, <laughs> it's, right. You know, we're, it's, again, a service. We're just trying to to do this for the improv, improv community because we saw this this lapse of a resource, need. of a need. Right. So This is a lot of your Eagle Scout shit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have Rosowski Clifford. Okay, right. so you pick the Detroit Improv Festival. You would never need to do this, obviously, because they pick you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out for how that. that works. How that works. Right. But, but so uh, you would go Detroit Improv. You click on it, and then you go, uh, thank you, Dave, for your interest in submitting to the Detroit Improv. That's Which great. team would you like to submit? You click four of them, if you have four of them, one of them, and it just uploads their information. You don't have to fill oh, anything oh, out, because oh, you've oh. already, you have to fill it out once, right. but once you do it, it's just there. I think an important aspect of that is to get people to do the initial fill out the form. That's the tough part. And, and, and I think that that goes back to the professionalism that improvisers need to have yeah. that they don't but that's, fucking have. But that's that's what reminded me about this, as you said, professionalism, and that's what this network's trying to do. Yes. It's trying to get a voice for everybody to go, look, we gotta step this up if we want the general public not to think we're stand-up comedians. Fucking A, right. <laughs> you know, but like, it's also like there's so many people that ruin it for everybody. Yeah. And I don't mean to keep going back to sure. that, but in order for, like if you if you keep blowing me off, in terms of, I want to, you know, you ask me to coach you and you keep yeah. blowing me off, I'm gonna go, fuck you. Yeah. But it's that professionalism. And yet, here's the thing. <laughs> you, um, the idea, well, uh, in order to have professionalism, you've got to call yourself a professional. And in order to call yourself a professional, yeah. you have to do this. You have to call yourself a professional. Mm-hmm. Does it mean you make money? Not yet. No. But if you keep saying that you're amateur at it, no one's gonna fucking listen to Mm -hmm. you. But it's time for people to step up and to say that the work that I do, no one fucking else is doing it. And the work that you do, no one else else is doing it. Mm -hmm. And whatever expectations you have, let them go. And know that you're on this planet to, um, you're on this planet to, Express yourself. Yes. And so what you're doing is giving somebody who has their shit together enough to be able to put up, to fill out a form Mm -hmm. to go, I'm going to be here to help you. Yeah. Help you share your voice. Yeah. And, 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 and get that unified voice of like what you, what we're talking about. Like we will have things on this, like, you know, people like, you know, even the bigger institutes besides maybe second city wear suits, but like they don't. They don't know that wearing shorts on stage is not a That's cool what thing. I mean. But guess what? On the site, you were going to write a blog about how you shouldn't wear fucking shorts on stage. And people <laughs> right, go like, well, shit, Dave's been doing this a long time. Maybe I should fucking listen to him. Or maybe, <laughs> yeah, know? here's our opportunity. Either you listen to Dave or you don't listen to yeah, Dave. You know, but like, it gives the voice to the whole network of people that goes, oh, well, yeah, we need to up the game because people do come here to pay. They don't think about that. Well, yeah, people pay $10, but, the, you know, but like, well, they're paying $10 to see a professional show. Right. Like, you know, they don't want to see you wearing your uh, juicy uh, ass 
uh, sweatpants right. on you or whatever. They want to see you uh, wearing at least a button-up shirt and right. some nice pants. Right. You know, like, no, that's I all agree. I'm asking for. Right. That's right. all I'm asking right. for. Right. And, and so, so there are certain, okay, you're going to see Kukowski in a fucking shirt like <laughs> no. that? Are you going to see Susan Messing in a shirt like no. that? Are you going to see Julie Cohen in a shirt no. like that? Are you going to see Stephanie Ware in a no. shirt like that? Are you going to see Stephanie Ware? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. And maybe we should pay attention to those people because those are the people that do a great job that's and are a, good improvisers. Right. Now, you will see Mo Collins wearing a t-shirt. But that's part of who Mo is. You that's, know what I mean? That's a brand. To look at Mo and you go, that's a brand. That's right? a brand. That's, that's a brand. brand. The Mo sure, Collins brand. Mo but you're going to look at Mo Collins and go, she, that's Mo's thing. Sure. Because I could not imagine Mo in a, in a, in a button-up shirt. Yeah. No. <sighs> <laughs> and, it, and, and again, I look at it and I go, it's not fucking okay. It's and there not. are certain things that I watch, and certain improv shows that I watch, and I, and I think, you're not listening to each other. You're not listening to each other. This is the reason that people fucking don't want to come to a show. Yeah. And I've said it on the podcast before. You know, if you said to me, I'm going to be, I'm doing a play, my, my, my stomach goes, okay, what are you doing? Can I go yeah. to see it? Yeah. But if you say, I'm doing an improv show, and I'm thinking, don't ask me, don't ask me, don't ask me to go, don't ask me to go, don't ask me to go, yeah. don't ask me to go. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I will go if I know, okay, it's worth it for me to drive down there and get parking because you're not, I, I'm not going to cringe. Yeah. Because if you sit there and that person invited you and he comes out in the Infliction t-shirt, you're going to be pissed. Oh, man. That's all you're going to think about. Right. Well, right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and uh, this is what I want you to say. After the show, I want you to ask me, how was the show? Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So how was the show? Why are you wearing that shirt, dude? <laughs> Well, I just, you know, I just was in my closet. I was doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just, I was just, I was just. You know, you know that I... But I'm talking about my character, Dave. Yeah, I know, right? Your character, you know what your character was? Your character wasn't listening. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody the other day, I was in San Francisco. They asked me how the show was. and I was thinking, oh, good, you asked me. Because I'm going to, I want you to pull you aside right now. And I want you to say, you had an opportunity to explore that thing and you didn't. And she went, yeah, you're right. And I said, and then you, you, you went here instead. And here's another thing. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, they're, they're, in, they're in a scene at their house. And they bring out a chair. Be careful with chairs. Carrie and I respect the chairs. Yes. And he puts his foot on the chair. And I'm thinking, at your house, you'd put a foot on your chair? Like, like standing up, like, like I'm standing up and I'm going to lean on the chair like this. And I'm thinking, Really? This is your house. Yeah. And you're putting you your foot up on the fucking that. chair. You wouldn't what, do, do that. Do you do that? <coughs> no. Excuse me. And I think a lot of people don't realize this is a chair, dude. Yeah. If you were in a play, yeah. the chair would look like you wouldn't put you wouldn't put your foot on a chair in a play. No. No. Like his, and you, you talk about chairs, and you and Carrie do respect. I mean, you guys, I mean, I've seen your show a ton of times. I mean, but when I first start taking a team, I take the chairs off the damn stage. Mm -hmm. I, don't, don't, I don't want you coming into, this is the first thing you come into a scene. Oh, Just right. get Plus comfortable. Get nice, right. comfortable. Right. Fuck all like, that. Like, yeah, no, like, fuck so all I that. So I try to, like, get, like, I just, it's like, be in a rich environment that, like, you can imagine. And, and if you're imagining it so well, then you're painting it for the audience. Right. If like, you see it, if you don't see yeah. it, I don't see it. How can I see it if yeah. you don't see it? And if you show it to me, I will see it. And you know what else I'm going to see? Yeah. Shit that you don't yeah. see. But you've got to at least yeah. open the door, turn the sure. fucking light on, and let me see it. Illuminate me. Yes. And you know who does that? Like, the Bob Dassey. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's the he, best. Pete Holney, too. Pete, yeah, Pete's great at that, too. But I, I These are two wonderful artists. Yes. 
Yeah, they're just they're just painting on stage in their own way, and they're touching things, and you're seeing it. Right, you and know? they're not talking about no, it. No, not at all. They they're have not to. fucking talking about no. it. Um, what I love is you know if you uh, so so imagine a blank stage with with two chairs, and there's a chair downstage left, and sure. there's a chair upstage right. Sure. So somebody sits in the chair downstage left, mm-hmm. and someone grabs a chair upstage right and pulls it in. Uh-huh. Fucking hate it. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. Sit in the chair up there. Yeah. Sit in the chair upstage right. Sit in that yeah. chair. Why aren't you going to sit in that chair? Well, it's not, it's not comfortable. Are you here to <laughs> goddamn fucking be comfortable? Because I'll tell you, the moment that these two characters are comfortable together on stage, the scene's over. Make me uncomfortable. You want to be, you want to be part of the problem. Yeah. You want to be part of the solution. Be part of the fucking problem. Yeah. That's how we work. Hey Dave, how'd you like my chair routine on stage? Why'd you pull the chair out? I, well, Why the fuck I did you pull the chair out? I, you know, I thought it was uh, just like on a stop thoughting. Just fucking stop the thoughts. What about my t-shirt? Could lose the t-shirt, dude. Okay. <laughs> I lose the t-shirt. You know, Creed, really? Creed? Yeah, I, you know, Creed, Creed, Creed. Come on, was man. that you're trying to be ironic? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just, I, and and the only one of the main. Re- I've been, I have been doing this for a long time. You know, I've yeah. been doing this for a long fucking time, since 80, uh, 83 or 84. And so it's going on almost 10 years. <laughs> uh, so, and, and, yeah, and I've watched so many people. And it's, I'm blessed with the amount of people that I've seen do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I think about these people on stage, I think about the class act. Be a class act. Be classy. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so that somebody can look at you because when I see you on stage, I, I want to be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to fuck you, but I want to be attracted <laughs> to you, you know? You're an actor. Yeah. Yeah. This like, isn't a goddamn parlor game. No. You're not doing this in the living room with your, you know. With your buddies. Buddies. It's a theater. Right. It's, have some respect for that history. That is a huge thing, too. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about the history, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But have some respect that, that somebody is putting you up sure. there. Someone's putting you up on that yeah. stage. We take advantage of that. Just like, oh, I get to get on stage every week. It's like, you know how many people get to do that, really? That's not, you, you think about it. There's a lot of improvisers out there. And they don't get a regular weekly slot. You, you got to respect that. Right. Got to respect right. that. Right. And when you got that weekly spot, weren't you overjoyed? Yes. It's like, man, we I'm get I'm still to... overjoyed. I know, right? <laughs> and, and it's about... Right. I feel like I don't want to lose it. Like, I, 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 you know, I'm but desperate to... But you're not thinking to... that you're going to lose no, it. I, no, there's always a, a part of me that thinks I will. Really? I always do. Now? Yeah. Let it go. Okay, I'll let it go. But Thank you know you what I mean? <laughs> Why? And if you do lose it, so what? No, but maybe that's what keeps me... <laughs> But it's not because yeah. you're living in lack at that moment, okay. and you're living in fear. Okay. Do you understand? What yeah. I mean? No, I totally. And do. any time that that comes up to you, you know, are you kidding me? I'm saying that yeah. with love in my heart. Of course. The, are you kidding me? Um, yeah. I'm being sarcastic and I'm being uh, what's it? Where you don't if you ask a question but you don't want the answer. What's that Rhetoric. Called? Rhetoric. Are you kidding me? Rhetorically. Yeah. <laughs> um, that 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 fear is still there. They, they can't. No. Not as much. No. Okay, I'm getting rid of it. You fucking get rid of All it. Right. Because I'm going to get rid of it. I, you know, the show that I did last night at, uh, at Westside, it was like I had expectations about it, and I let the expectations go, and I thought, ah, oh, this is really good. Uh, and uh, now those guys, you know, uh, uh, Annie and Levin were, were there, yeah. and they were doing a show with Lloyd, and the audience was uproariously laughing. It. And it's like, yeah. oh, they're warming us up. And then we went out there, and it was like, 
And this is what I always think. I've said it before. When people are quiet like that, I'm thinking, they're really taking in how great we are. They're really taking in how fucking great <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, really, they're really gone. I can't believe that he's there with us. Both of them are lies. Like that and the yeah, other side yeah, yeah. going, you know, they suck. But I, I don't think I'll never work again. Yeah. I think that was that show. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and you know, I guess, uh, are we doing this for the laughs? You know, no. If I right. felt good about it and nobody laughed... I don't care. <laughs> I know. You know like, I don't people care. need to know that. Yeah. And and like I do a show called The Kind Strangers with genre uh, style improv and we do improvise Tennessee Williams. Our goal is not to make the audience laugh. Our goal is to do a play, an improvised play. Right. And that could be dramatic. Right. And that could take a dramatic turn. And we're not afraid to do that. We're not afraid to cry on stage. We're not afraid to do a dramatic monologue. And they'll laugh for some reason. The more serious you are, we found that they'll just laugh at it. Our goal, our goal we always say before, it's like, you know, who's going to get the Tony tonight? That is what we're going for. Who's going to be the best actor tonight? That's great. It was me, O'Connell, and Jessica up at this Milky Way Improv Festival in Sacramento, and we only had three of us there, but I tell Who you. Who was it? Uh, Brian O'Connell, Jessica Young, and uh -huh. myself. Uh -huh. uh, we couldn't get the rest of the group up. But we went and said... Let's win a Tony tonight. Right. Like, go up there, and we acted the shit out of that. Those guys, they're all tremendous actors. Right. And, like, we just did it, and there wasn't a, you know, that's that's the stuff I feel most in the moment is this that Kind Stranger show, uh -huh. doing that play. Right. Because it gives, it's like being, like, Sergeant Peppers. Like, uh -huh. you don't get the, I get to be an actor playing a role. Right. That is, so I'm not Nick anymore. And sometimes that, that, you know, you're not Nick on stage, but like it's different. There's a different feeling mm -hmm. to it. It's a thickness to it. Like uh, it, it gives it. you an excuse to be a, a very, be that actor. Because like, I haven't done a play in such a long time. Right. You know, it's like, this is my chance to do it, even though I haven't memorized any lines. I feel that, that what we've got to do is give ourselves to say that the, the, not that I'd like to, I don't weigh things out, but, but I think that we need to say that the weight of a play the weight of a scene in a play is the same weight of a scene in yes. an improv show. Agreed, and I've learned that through that show. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people don't look at it in that yes. way. Um, um, my friend Richard Label, who I talk about a lot in this podcast, he does emceeing of <laughs> corporate events, and he is so aware of what he says, of how he says it, when he says it, just as he would in a play that he would do. Sure. And when you feel the gravity of that, and just to be in that fucking mm -hmm. moment with it, to say, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is, I'm an actor right now. Yeah. I am improvising, but all improv is acting. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about all this stuff on stage. It's like when people move on stage and they're just walking around oh, with no attention. That right. that's, that's the difference. So that happens so much. And I know. It's like, not in my class. Yeah, I know. And, you're, and you don't do that class. yourself. You no. know, I've played with you a, a couple times and, and you definitely have attention. I'm going here. This is why it's either because I'm angry and want to get away from you or I'm getting something in the scene that's going, you know, like. I'm compelled to I'm go. compelled to go. I know, but I'm aware that I'm moving over yeah. there. And that's the lesson. <laughs> I'm aware and I'm not going anywhere yeah. I'm somewhere yeah but people an audience respects that and, and and they might not laugh but they respect that you know what you're doing like you know if you're just like on stage you know like I'm just gonna walk over here and I'm talking to you unless I'm a nerve maybe a nervous character right. or something and that has attention right but if I'm just a this is my thing and I do this right and right. I walk you're, over you're, here you're, you're and I'm not even doing like anything right. but like you know that's that's what we're talking about it's like Pretend it's a play. Pretend a director vigorously. It is a play. Don't pretend it's yeah, a play. Yeah, excuse me. It, it is. is a fucking yeah, play. This this has been rehearsed for six months. Right. You've memorized all your.
your lines. Right. This is the show You time. know your shit. Yeah. You're not going to wear a t-shirt. Now. Right. <laughs> Unless you're the t-shirt wearing guy. Unless you're the t-shirt wearing guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you, but th- that's all true. But yeah. I think that all of that needs to come from someone. Yes. Yes. And and for me... A consistent message. And But the consistent message really is you look at someone that you like to... You, you, you look at someone that you like to watch that entertains you. Don't you want to do what that it is that they're yes. doing? So if you want to do what it is that they're doing, how is it that they're doing it? Yeah. So I was lucky, and I think I was in the second Herald team. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying of that month. Yeah. I'm saying Se- like the second, the second Herald team. Right. I know what you're saying. Right. So, <laughs> I just had to let that sit for a second. Exactly. Like, wow, so okay. I looked at Barron's Barracudas, which was the group yes. that Dell put together, and I looked at that that all the awesome fucking people in that group yeah. and how was it they were working you know people that you, you may not know but they're they're actors in chicago and steppenwolf like john judd who you don't know honor finnegan who is in that um uh dave pasquese mark Marty. beltsman joel murray um uh, uh uh bill russell uh brian crane like people that that yeah. right, right now you go where are they you know and and a couple more that are just um uh that are just phenomenal yeah yeah, and I've seen you guys came back and did shows at I.O. Yes. I've, I saw those. Yes, yeah. yes. And 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 there's there's this energy that we have, but the energy is also a fuck all these other people. We yeah. are professional actors up here on stage, mm-hmm. but we were also trained by actors. Yes. We weren't trained by improvisers. Sure. And I think that that, you know, again, I've said it on the podcast before, the toothpaste is already out of the tube, but at the base of what we do... It's a pie, goddammit. Yeah. It's yeah. a show. It should be treated with that respect. Clearly. Clearly. And maybe that's not being taught in classes. I don't I think d- it is. I don't think it is. And you know what? It isn't because I don't remember being taught that in class. No. And I can definitely think now the curriculum is specifically like I.O. because that's where I perform. I, I, they teach a great program, but there's not the etiquette's not there as a part of it. And I, but I also believe that it's when you look at what's going on on stage, and yeah. James does a fucking great job. James yeah, of Grace course. Does a great job. Oh, yeah. Um, there are certain groups that I would go, you give, give me 15 minutes with these people. Yeah. Can you imagine watching opening night and they're all wearing t shirts? No. That would opening be... night, the improvised musical. No. Yeah, no. No! That would be change the whole... They wouldn't be around for as long as they, they no. were. No! You you, I, I guess you could probably tell who like a, a serious improviser is and a good improviser is maybe what, they, what they wear. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know they know it. Right. And I know we don't have a lot of money. I know many yeah. of us don't have a lot sure. of money. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're going on an audition, aside from an audition sure. where you're wearing your fucking... Sh- Did anybody say something to that guy about the shorts? Uh, I don't. I don't know. He's. I mean, there were so many. I hope so. I told James. I was like, "What's what's going on with this?" Don't wear Isn't shorts. It? Don't wear. Don't shorts. wear t-shirt. Don't wear shorts. I, I think he got on a DCT team, so hopefully he doesn't wear them on stage. You don't know. I don't know. I do know. People do wear shorts on stage, though. Still. That's the fucking dumbest thing ever. Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand. My 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 sister's boyfriend doesn't think that adult men should wear shorts. Okay. My dad doesn't wear shorts, but I think that's a conspiracy of his. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because once the government sees your legs, they're going to yeah. want your legs. They're going to want them. Right. And they're going to know everything about you, and they're going to put a microchip in your leg. Exactly. <laughs> a mosquito's going to land Gunna. on you with a camera. Mosquito? Yeah, like you mean a, a drone? A drone, yeah. A drone. Right? A blood-sucking drone, which is the name of my next improv group. Yeah. A blood-sucking drone. So, but I'm interested, why does your sister 
think guys should wear shorts. No, it's not my sister. It's my sister's boyfriend. Oh, sister's boyfriend. Right. Um, why does a libertarian think whatever a libertarian oh, thinks? Okay. Why does a Republican think whatever okay. a fucking Republican right. thinks? Why do they think that? Do you like? Do you wear shorts? I do wear shorts. I do in the summer. I, in the summer, it's I wear shorts. It's a very California thing. Absolutely. Why do I want to wear pants? Yeah. Or parents? Yeah. Why would I ever want to put on a pair of parents? I don't know why you want to put a pair of parents. <laughs> you know? I've dressed parents. Yeah. And I also have my casual parents. God, we're still, yeah. I mean, technically, we're still are wearing our parents. Aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> We are still wearing our parents. Little, I've tried to shed my parents for a while. Yeah, it's been a, and I think that what also ends up happening is I would go to Goodwill and buy a new, buy like somebody else's parents. Yeah. If it's like, I need a pair of, I would go over there and go, I'm going to buy somebody else's parents. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know where those parents have been. You don't know where they've been. And a friend of mine won't go to Goodwill because it's like, they don't wash their parents before they put them on the rack. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure they do. They, they do wash the parents. They do. They do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it. No. No. Uh, um, I, going back because I'm always intrigued yeah. by people who were um, Eagle Scouts because I think Michael McCarthy was an Eagle Scout okay um, Mick Napier was an Eagle Scout did you know that? I did not um, Michael Gelman do you know Michael Gelman? Yeah, I, I know these I mean obviously yeah. Gelman was an Gelman. Eagle Scout um, there's a lot of you guys out there and I certainly look at Mick uh, being an Eagle Scout and I think I look again I think McCarthy was an Eagle Scout too um, and a lot of you, you Eagle Scouters um, there is that sense of service that mm -hmm. you have. There is that sense of uh, to be an Eagle Scout requires a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It's 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 it's, it's you also know, a commitment to a program. It's a commitment, and it's and you have to serve your community, right? And you you know you have to do a lot of requirements to get there. I mean, earlier it's tying knots and stuff like that, but then as you get higher into it, it's like community service projects, doing things, putting things together for the community. Mm -hmm. uh, so you do a big... And you're still doing that, man. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we were talking... I was thinking about this, uh, the word hero to me. Uh -huh. It's like, you know, I, I've had uh, been very fortunate to have a lot of great mentors in my life and heroes to me. And uh, some of them, uh, my theater teacher in high school, who I still keep in contact, brought me, flew me down... What's that person's name? Cindy uh, Tepke. Okay. She flew me down to get me into college. I'm sorry. Say the name again. Cinny, Cynthia, but she calls Cinny. Cinny. C i n n y. Tepke. Yes. Okay. Now, there's no reason anybody in any improv scene needs to use names like Johnson, or no. Brown, or Smith. No. When there are Tepkes around. That's right. Okay. That's so, true. That's true. Right. But she flew me down, got me into college because my family, a lot of my what family. What do you mean she flew you down? She's. I like my family didn't go to college, so mm -hmm. I was the first in my family to go. So your my grandmother. high school. Drama teacher. Drama teacher. Flew you down to where? To Long Beach State. Uh-huh. And signed me up for classes and got me into college. I said, you're not going to, you're going to go down there and do this. And took me in. Very much of a hero of mine. She just celebrated 20 years uh, and we bought her a trip to New York and a bunch of things. Like celebrated of 20 years of what? Of teaching at the, at the high school that she's uh -huh. still at. Uh -huh. And Mr. Hardy, who is my scoutmaster. I love his t-shirts. <laughs> Yes, he's great. He's not a douchebag. Like no, he's not a douchebag, yeah, which is go. ironic because right. like, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, made okay. these so Mr. Messages. Hardy, who is he again? Oh, he's deceased now. He's, oh, who was he? Uh, he was my scoutmaster. Scoutmaster. And he, get this. Was he always Mr. Hardy? Yeah, always Mr. Uh -huh. Hardy. Stu. Stu Hardy. Stuart. Stuart like, Hardy. No one called him Stuart. Stu. Right. Stu, Stu Hardy. Hardy. Stu Hardy. Boy, the Stu is Hardy. We always used to do Yeah, yeah. Was, but know. Stu Hardy yeah. sounds like a really nice person. Yeah. Stuart Hardy. No. Not so much. But he was a ball Stewie Hardy. He's no. the kind of guy that's like, you're wearing your uniform wrong. That's class A scout uniform. If he see the hipster on the street wearing a Boy Scout, he would freaking flip What me. would he do? He would go up. Well, he would probably hit them because <laughs> he was very rough. 
he'd be like, he, the first time I ever met him, he goes, Nick, you know what a crossover is? I said, no, and he went, and hit me in the chin, like a punch. Like a, Why would he do that? Okay, he was in World War II, uh -huh. Korea and Vietnam. Shut up! Swear to God. He was an all-time service, all-time service guy. Served his country. He uh, was uh, stormed the beaches of Normandy. He was part he of He stormed the yep. beaches in Normandy. Yep. He had a lacerated, uh, he couldn't feel his three fingers here. He had shrapnel in his stomach. Uh, and he would always say, and he goes like, this is my poker and this is my gouger. I can't feel what I'm doing to you. So if you're going <laughs> to act up, I'm going to squeeze as hard as I can. I'm not going to know how hard I can squeeze. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very, he was a ball buster, but he was an awesome guy. And uh -huh. like, that's where I learned a lot of all of that kind of, the mentor, that hero to me was right. like this Purse, this bigger than life character he was, right? And and just and and if that guy can go in World War II, Korea and Vietnam and serve his country because he loved it, and then after that be a scoutmaster for twenty five years, that's crazy, right? That's nuts. There's certain people in the world that you go, I can't believe that you're alive. Yeah, I can't believe that you. I can't believe that you do what it is that you do. Yeah, and and it. There is a sense of duty, but there's also this guy couldn't help it. Yeah. It's not a sense of duty. Yeah. Duty is what we look at. Sure. Duty. 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 Um, my Don't friend say Richard Label, we like we do drive down the street and go and they're like, oh, there's a dry cleaner and just add duty to the last dry cleaner duty. Duty. You don't get tired of that. It's like McDonald's duty. So anyway, so it's so the duty is what we <laughs> No matter how refined just, our comedy gets, I know, it always I know. comes back to crap and right, farts. Exactly. Beauty and farts. <laughs> So whatever, like that sense of duty. Oh, I gotta get past <laughs> now you got me I really, thinking about I, it. I gotta get past that. So that sense of duty that he's doing isn't duty that he's doing. Oh, I'm not even trying. <laughs> now you're just saying. Of, no, it. I know, I know, I know, no. But that, the, the, what he did with his life, we call it that. Mm -hmm. But he calls it his life. His life. He doesn't go into going. You know what I've got to do. A sense of duty. Doesn't want anything out of it. No, it's just what it is that he does. Yeah, and that's what he he had found. Is that's what it is, and that's what his drive is, and that's what he did, and that's it. And I saw that. It, you never never wanted one thing from it. Never wanted one thing from it. Just did it. Right. And never asked for anything. And if you gave him something, he didn't want it. That's called a teacher. Yeah. And that's what he was, you know. He taught us everything. I mean, he, some of those stories he would tell us maybe a little inappropriate. Right. <laughs> Boy Scouts, but at the same time, it was real. It was his life. He experienced it, you and, know. And 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 he is the living history. Yeah. Anybody that's ever, I mean, certainly World War Two. Uh, anybody that's looked at the history of World War Two. Yeah. Anybody that's looked at the history of Vietnam. Uh, but here's the big one, man. I mean, they're all both of those are big. Korea was fucked up. Korea was fucked mm -hmm. up, and we had no business being there. And one of the things about Korea that um, I read, uh, The Coldest War um, by Halberstam, I think it was, uh, that was it. I read that book, and the thing about Korea was we had just finished World War II, so we thought we could get rid of all the armaments. We can, yep. And then when we sent all these guys into battle, we sent them into battle without anything. Without without proper uniforms and, and, and equipment, <laughs> right? That's a bit right. Yeah. But at that time, and and, and we, it's still fucked up. Yeah. Today there was something. I don't know if you saw this. There was a guy in Vietnam that was missing in action, and they found him alive. Where? Over in Vietnam. He's just been living there. He's been living there. 
for since the war. He must be in those. He doesn't speak English anymore. He doesn't remember his wow. family. He has a wife and two kids, and they just discovered him today. That's crazy. Yeah. Then there's probably more. You don't. Who knows? You know, like there could be more. You know. He's been like what? What? Yeah. What? What year is this? So 2013. So. 44 years he's been there. Yeah. I mean, His name is on the wall. Oh my gosh. That's nuts. And he's alive. And just having a life. In yeah. Vietnam. He's an old man, a frail old yeah, man. Yeah, now he's, I'm sure. But anybody that's been in been throughout all that stuff, and I want to, because I want to sit down with them and fucking talk to them. I know. Like, what's going on? Like, what yeah. was that like? What was my that uncles, like? My uncles had three uncles in Vietnam. It's crazy. Well, you know, up there, where you're from, right? They're all from there, or they're yeah. from other places? Mostly Sacramento. Yeah. Mostly Sacramento. The farming community that was up mm -hmm. there, how many of those guys became dirt? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I say that with love in my heart. No, yeah, yeah. But, you know, to look at all that. It's nuts. You know, my, both my grandpas were in World War II. Like, it's just hearing those stories growing up, it's just, you know, a different world. Like, you know, like, and, and going back to service, a different world of service. Right. You know, a duty. A duty. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm right. gonna say, I love right. it. It's yeah. okay. It's it, okay. It, I'm, it, I'm going to accept it now. Yeah, no, it's I'm duty. accepting it too. I'm accepting it too. I know there's going to be one guy who's going, duty, duty. Yeah. But, um, and, and the greatest thing that the government did for themselves was to stop the draft. Yeah. Because now we go, well, that fucker wanted to be in the war, as opposed to, now we got to look at what, if there wasn't a draft, I mean, there was a draft, if there was a draft, we would have to look at it and go, do we want to sacrifice our young men and women for that? Mm -hmm. We still have to ask that question. Yeah. But now it's not a death sentence yeah. that you are given arbitrarily. Yeah. <coughs> we have it pretty good. We do. We do. I agree. We have it way good. And it's partially because of that generation. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. And so when we're, we, we cannot take for granted, and, and again, watching people up on stage wearing the juicy couture pants <laughs> and, and the t-shirts that say things on them, I'm saying, are you present to what it is that you're doing yeah. right now? No. Are you alive and no. realizing the joy of being alive, the, the, the beauty of the work that you're able to do? I'd have to say that's impossible. If someone's, especially if they're wearing, you know, like there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And they don't, because they, they don't have the respect for it. So that's. They don't they're, know. They don't I don't know. think that they they're know. Not and I, for me, yeah. I feel like once yeah. we define it, it exists. So if you define this is what it is that we're doing up here, mm -hmm. and the idea of when you were standing up and, and leaning yeah. one foot and then the other foot and then the other foot and then yeah, the other yeah, foot, yeah, yeah. which we see on stage all the time, mm -hmm. I'm saying, you don't, are, you aren't on stage. No. B, are, and if you're not on stage, then are you, yeah. are you, are you, when you're in line at Trader Joe's, we know it's bad. Yes. Call back. When you're in line at Trader <laughs> Joe's, are you in line at Trader Joe's? Are you present to being in line at Trader Joe's? Or are you spacing out? Yeah. Are you living your life? Because when you're improvising on stage, you get to be aware of everything, everything. Yeah. But what do you, what bullshit baggage are you bringing up there? Yeah. No, it's true. And it's like, you know, uh, as an improviser, like, uh, I don't think people realize the opportunity of the fun and excitement you get to be as an artist, that you get to paint these new worlds and, and almost make the audience jealous because they don't get to see what, like, I'm showing it to them, but I get to see a lot more of the detail and living right. that. And that's a great thing. And that's what makes me happy when I walk off stage. It's like, wow, that was cool. That was really neat. That was a neat world. Like, that was some really cool, 
characters and that loved each other or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, uh, uh, that, that was just there, that planet, this, 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 we made this planet in 30 minutes that nobody will ever get to see again. And we got to live it. And nobody ever gets to see that world again. It's like the best of this world in 30 minutes, you got introduced to it, you'll never get to see that planet again. That's true of everything that we do yeah. anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. This, world, so that, this moment that we're having right now, yeah. it's never going to happen. Never going to happen again. Okay, good. Let's end it there. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Duty! That was really good. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rozowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.